multi-racial Americans that the left in the United States is against. They despise this. Let's listen to Senator Hoven on the floor of the Senate as he talks about this. Or multi-racial Americans that the left in the United States is against. They despise this. Let's listen to Senator Hoven on the floor of the Senate as he talks about this. So last week I was in Del Rio. I was in Del Rio, I was in Eagle Pass, and uh, went down to see our North Dakota Guardsmen. We have 125 Guardsmen down there, also in Uvalde. And they're the eyes and ears of the Border Patrol. So I was down there to support them and, uh, again, call attention to the crisis that is going on at the border. Now, it's interesting. Um, last year, I was down there with Cornyn and Cruz. We had 16 senators, and we were just to the east in the Rio Grande sector. Del Rio sector is immediately to the west. The uh, Rio Grande sector has been the busiest sector. Now, remember, 220,000 uh, illegal encounters by Border Patrol just in the last month, in March, okay? 1.7 million last year, and that doesn't even count the gotaways, okay? And what's going on is, at the time we were there, the Rio Grande sector was the busiest. Now that's becoming the Del Rio sector because they're migrating over there because they have uh, many fewer Border Patrol officers in the Del Rio sector. So they move where there's the least resistance. Senator Portman, myself, we were in Mexico last year, we were in Central America, we were in South America. Uh, it, it's a demand pull situation because in Mexico and Central America and South America, they know if they come, they're getting in. So they're coming. And interestingly, last year when we were in the uh, Rio Grande sector, they said people were coming from 50 different countries, 50 different countries last year. This year, just last week when I was in Del Rio, they said 100 different countries. So Customs and Border Protection gave us a briefing, and they said that's gone from 50 different countries, people illegally crossing the southern border, now from 100 different countries. Think about that. Yeah. The numbers are staggering. And remember, when, when you get those numbers from Homeland Security, and they talk about 220,000 encounters with people crossing the border illegally in the month of March, that doesn't count the gotaways which can be maybe 40% more. And those are the folks that don't want to be encountered. Why? Because they have criminal records. They have drugs. They're human trafficking. That's what's going on. And if the administration lifts public order 42, it just gets worse. It just gets worse. When I was down there, we had two guardsmen from the North Dakota National Guard, uh, Specialist Alvarado, Specialist Clem, who had just saved five migrants who were trying to cross at Del Rio. They were out there, they were, and the river's high, the current is strong. There were f five migrants that probably would have drowned. They went out and they got them, and they saved them at great risk to their themselves. And we know what that risk is because we saw what happened to a Texas National Guardsman here just this week. He drowned out there trying to save migrants crossing illegal who were trafficking drugs. That's a tragedy. That's a tragedy. Why is this administration not stopping that? Why is this administration not stopping that? And we know it can be done. The last administration, the Trump administration, did it. 
You enforce public, you keep Public Health Order 42 in place. You enforce the third safe country protocol and the remain in Mexico protocol, and you build the border wall. And we can secure that border. Congress needs to push for it. The courts need to push for it, and the public needs to push for it. We need to get the Biden administration to enforce the law and secure the border. And as many try to silence it, now with a disinformation agency that essentially will censor thought across the American internet. Previously called the Hunter Biden laptop a, a Trump campaign product, um, seeming to discredit its validity or <clears throat> validity of reporting surrounding that. Um, can you assuage concerns of people who are looking at this person who's been appointed to this position and wondering if she's going to be able to accurately judge misinformation now that a lot of that reporting has been uh, proven to be factual in some ways? Well, I don't have any comments on the laptop, but what I can tell you is that it sounds like the objective of the board is to prevent disinformation and misinformation from traveling around the country in a range of communities. I'm not sure who opposes that effort. Try new crest whitening emulsions overnight. It's really interesting to see how Jen Psaki says that she's not going to mention any brands after saying that there is a truth information protection society board that they've created in the Biden administration to censor people. And then she mentions Twitter. The Democrats are very worried that free speech is taking hold in America. The Democrats are very worried that their narrative that they've so carefully controlled through HR departments and a, 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 an oppressive, almost rainbow-like flag that is being used to choke off society is controlling what people are allowed to think. Yes, indeed, there is something happening and it is the majority reacting to this oppressive minority, not of a race, but of agendas, of ideology, and of discrimination that is happening against Christians and people of God and goodness. Well, I'm not going to comment on a specific transaction. Uh, what I can tell you as a general matter, no matter who owns or runs uh, Twitter, uh, the president has long been concerned about the power of large social media platforms, uh, what they ha the power they have over our everyday lives, has long argued that tech platforms must be held accountable for the harms they cause. Uh, he has been a strong supporter of fundamental re reforms to achieve that goal, including reforms to Section 230, enacting antitrust reforms, requiring more transparency, and more. And he's encouraged uh, that uh, there's bipartisan interest in Congress. Uh, in terms of what hypothetical policy 
policies uh, might uh, happen. I'm just not going to speak to that at this point in time. We've long talked about, and the president has long talked about, his concerns about the power of social media platforms, including Twitter and others, to uh, spread uh, misinformation, disinformation, um, the need uh, for these platforms to be held accountable. Um, well, I know you tried again. I appreciate that. I, I still don't have a specific comment on this specific transaction. Um, and at this point, we don't have any sense of what the policies will look like. The Ministry of Disinformation and Destruction is headed by Jen Psaki, so-called White House press secretary, whose real job we're now seeing what it is. It's to keep you uninformed and keep their narrative in play as the Democrats continue to try to control thought across America, but are desperately losing out as truth, goodness, and God prevails. This is what the Biden administration hopes to do before the next election, with a woke Secretary Menorcas of Homeland Security, who now is fighting Americans and their own security. As to how this is all happening, it is something that Americans themselves are very much concerned about. It was raised during a House Homeland Security Committee hearing where Representative Eliza Slocum, a Democrat from Michigan, who questioned the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Menorcas, as to why such an agency would need a censorship board. We have so many different efforts underway to equip local communities uh, to identify individuals who very well could be descending into violence uh, by reason of ideologies of hate, false narratives, or, or other um, disinformation and misinformation propagated on social media and other platforms. So here's the reality of uh, even Democrats being so upset with the uh, Department of Homeland Security. Primary job is protecting the homeland. And as this Democrat congressman, congresswoman actually says, they ain't doing the job. Listen, I believe it at that. I'm back of New York. Come back. Yeah. Chair recognizes the lady from Michigan, Ms. Slotkin, for five minutes. Thank you. Um, Secretary Maricus, thank you for being here. Maybe it's because I'm just coming from the funeral of Secretary Madeleine Albright, who was a refugee to this country, fleeing um, persecution in Europe and coming here, that um, it's hard to listen, frankly, here and on TV to how politicized both sides of the aisle are when it comes to the border. And I think the answer is, whether it's this administration or the last or the ones before that, our immigration system is broken. Democrats and Republicans own that. 
Right now, Democrats have the House, the Senate, and the, and the White House and have done nothing to get at comprehensive immigration reform. Four years ago, the Republicans had the House, the Senate, and the White House and did nothing to do comprehensive immigration reform. In Congress, we are more culpable than anyone because we are the ones who set the laws. And as a CIA officer and Pentagon official by training, if we are dealing with security issues on the very border of our country, we have failed. Our policy is failing. That is the place of last resort to protect ourselves, not the place we should be metering out who comes into our country. So I guess it just feels like whichever party is in power is going to be, uh, should be responsible, and whoever's not in power is going to be um, criticizing the other side. But until we get at that root problem, we are going to have year after year these horrible pictures of our border officials having to be overwhelmed and of migrants seeking a better life living in bad conditions. Two years ago, we all, I think every one of us on this committee, voted on a $4.5 billion supplemental we sent active duty military to the border in addition to the guard, and we put people in cages and separated them from their children in order to make border policy something different than it was. Now, we allow people to come into the country, and they go off, and we have no idea whether they're ever gonna show up in a courtroom again. Neither of those policies makes any sense. It is broken, but every single person here along with the secretary, owns part of that responsibility. If you're going to criticize what's going on on the border, then put forward a piece of legislation to make it better. Don't just use it as a political cudgel. Democrats and Republicans. Sorry, just going to that funeral and seeing what we can get when we have a decent immigration policy and allowing people who are fearing persecution and death legitimately to come here and then allowing economic migrants, people like my great-grandfather who came here just for a better life, allowing them to come and work here in a vetted, legal way where they can apply from home, not shoving their way through a border. That is what we should be aiming at. Okay. The other issue where I think that the American public feels like they're not being defended is on cybersecurity. I know there's a lot that goes on, but help me understand, that was a surprise to me to open up the budget that you all submitted and to see a decrease to CISA, to the organization that I tell everyone is the 911 operator to call when there's a major cybersecurity attack. Please help me understand and help the American public understand decreasing the 911 operators. Congresswoman Slotkin, uh, thank you very much for your words with respect to the imperative to fix what has long been a broken immigration system. Um, so um, the, the issue of CISA's funding, we have sought an increase in CISA's funding year in and year out. Uh, the President's fiscal year 2022 budget um, requested an increase, and the President's FY 2023 budget requested an increase over his request of 2022. The timing of it, uh, was we were not aware of the budget that would be enacted by this Congress, and we're grateful for the plus up, further plus up of CISA. But we have sought an increase in our budget as compared to our prior budget year over year. I also want to make it clear that we are continuing 
to uh, expend the $650 million that we received under the American Rescue Plan, and we are significantly plussing up CISA with those funds as well. We tremendously appreciate Congress's support of that agency at a most critical time. Thank you. My time has expired. Expired. This has been an episode of <laughs> Mike of New York. Made New York City for old Queens. Hey, y'all come back now, you hear? We're coming back with more in a while. And we got a whole lot to talk about. All about what's going on and what affects you live in the city and the city of the world that is New York, the Big Apple. Talk to you soon. I'm Mike K. Cohen, Mike of New York.